When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or Double Twist. Great to be back on board to talk Minnesota Wild Hockey with you once again today. A fairly positive week, but a little scary. Kind of some of the bad habits are back again, and the high goal amounts are back again, with the exception of one game on national television, which went very, very well. That's cool. But let's watch out. A little bit of traps going on. Trap games is the title of this episode. Pretty obvious <laughs> pretty obvious as to why coming in. Several trap games in this one, except the Chicago game. But even that one, you could argue, was a little bit of a trap early on with the old Patrick Kane. Patrick the Rat Kane, basically, trapping the Wild once again early on. But yeah, things change in a very positive note. The Wild finished 3-1 and one this week. Very good, anyway. <laughs> Thankfully, but um, it's just... Yeah, a little scary, though. Alarming, some bad habits. Hopefully, Bruce Boudreaux and the boys can clean up some of this mess a little bit as we head into another fairly tough week against Western Conference opponents, all playoff caliber teams, if not playoff teams. Dallas, well, you know, they're not in the playoffs right now, but they've been in the playoffs recently, and there's always a possibility they can emerge and get hot again. St. Louis, Nashville, Anaheim, that's going to be four games to preview, four games to review. Let's get to work right away, and of course, we'll look at the prospects as we wrap things up once again. Minnesota Wild last Saturday beat the Dallas Stars 5-4. to four. Darcy Kemper and Nett, you knew it was going to be another mess. You, you know, I knew it was going to be something like this. I, I was thinking 4-3, to three, the Wild would win, maybe it would take a shootout or, or overtime or something. <clears throat> but then when you see the Wild go up 3 nothing on the first three shots of the game from Antti Niemi, with Antti Niemi and Nett, you think, okay, we're going to be fine here. I mean, because Niemi was fairly solid earlier in the season actually leading to a wild loss earlier in overtime in Dallas, 3-2. to Antti Niemi very strong in that game. Lettinen struggled early on for the, in the 4 nothing victory for the Wild on October the 29th. Niemi back in net, Kemper in net once again. Okay, sure. Nice, strong start to this one. Koivu stalled Dumba, making it look oh so easy. Koivu with basically a t- for, uh, accepting a turnover and then doing a wrister. Eric Stahl, beautiful after a nice feed from a uh, nice uh, forward feed from Coyle, and then Dumba just basically shooting it on net and buries it. Granlund nailing another assist there as he keeps racking those up. Feeling so good, just four minutes in the game, three nothing. Niemi's pulled, Lettinen is in, and well, <laughs> just you know, no Niemi, no problem. The Wild would score anyway, eight minutes later, or about nine minutes later. Jordan Schrader leading a rush, and Stewart just kind of going towards the net. And left alone, and a spectacular pass from Strader as Stewart, just the puck just basically slides off Stewart's stick into the net. And Stewart saying, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, bro? It's basically, you could read his lips. Like, that was awesome. Just uh, 
nice to see those guys getting along and playing well together. Schrader and Stewart got to think that Schrader's going to be sticking in the NHL at long last. They, of course, the former first-round pick of the Vancouver Canucks all the way back in 2009. Um, nice career with the Gobers, of course. Looked promising, slowed things down, but I think he's going to have a career season with the Wild here. And nice to see Jordan Schrader emerging nicely on that fourth line. Still scoring, regardless if he's on the fourth line or not. Stewart and Schrader, what a nice chemistry. Cool. Uh, and then right before the end of the first period, 4 nothing Wild. We're going to coast to victory. Everything's cool. And then Antoine Roussel puts one high past... <laughs> Puts one high past uh, Kemper off the off the post. Basically, everything's off the post. It seems like these days, they uh, players nowadays use the post almost like a backboard in basketball. Roussel, Roussel <laughs> was able to get his sixth goal of the year, and then that was a sign for things to come. As Kemper would get beat twice in the second period by Yuri Hudler and Tyler Sagan, just slack jaw defense. Bad habits, and then Sagan, though, I mean, what is Kemper doing here? It's just, he's just goofing around. And then the Klingberg goal, my goodness, like midway through the third period. But, okay, they're on the power play, man advantage. The puck just goes off of Kemper's leg and goes high into the net. Like, really? Really, Kemper? Just out of position, not ready for that one at all. Good shot by Klingberg. He's one of the best defensemen, and he's valuable, all that. Seventh goal of the year. It's a tie game. Thank God the Wild said, okay, you know what? We are not going to be, we're not going to lose this game after going up 4 nothing. That is just unacceptable. Regardless if the Wild's success in Dallas hasn't been good over the years, it's been better lately. Zucker, another, this one, <laughs> coming to the net, and right before the net is knocked off, Zucker puts the puck in. Of course, Zucker attacking the net, crashing the net, and literally crashed into the net. But again, luckily, the puck in. Another great feed by Granlin. The top line just dominating. How, how, how can you not love, or excuse me, the second line? They might as well be the top line. Just dominating once again. Awesome Granlin Zucker, Granlin Zucker, and Koivu several times in this game. Uh, very cool to see them getting the job done. And the Wild sneak away with the victory. Thank God, after a nice little uh, attack by the Stars later on the rest of the game, Camper able to hang on. Thank God. Not again. Another four goal performance though by Kemper. His goals against average now three point three, and just barely above ninety percent. Darcy Kemper really looking like a candidate to go down to Iowa. The only problem is it's a one way contract. So you send him down to Iowa, you still got to pay him NHL money. That's bullcrap. That's that's why he's still up here. I would think Staluck was as he's continued to get stronger and stronger and stronger, and he had another couple of he had another good week down there in Iowa. Uh, you'd think Staylock could be up at the Wild right now, and Kemper could maybe try to get back into form in Iowa. But I don't know. I mean, we're stuck with him right now, I guess, for the moment, until the Wild say, you know what, screw this. we got to have Staylock. And i got to think one more one more nasty game like that. Kemper will not be in that for a while for the Minnesota Wild. Sunday, January the 15th, back-to-back game. Things looked awfully rocky early on. The Wild looked kind of nervous, looked kind of tired, looked kind of unready for this one. Starting things out, at least at the very beginning. Luckily, things not getting past Dumnik until Kilpatrick Kane is able to kind of be by himself for, for a moment there. Once you see Kane with the puck, he's going to score every single time, it seems like, if he's if he's got any type of space. And, of course, Patrick Kane would score twice in this one, early in the first and then early in the second. Again, uh, Dubnik very strong in the game. Patrick Kane would be the only guy to score for Chicago. 
But it's just both times he was kind of left alone, given enough space, and the wild defense kind of slack-jawed like they were in Dallas. You're not going to get away with that with Patrick Kane, despite the fact other Blackhawk players like Jonathan Taves not having a very good season with uh, nagging injuries and such. Uh, The Blackhawks defense very strong. Corey Crawford stopping most of everything coming his way for the longest time. But then Nito Niederreiter netting one in the power play. Thank God for that. 12th goal of the season. (laughs) Getting things going. How exciting was that? Niederreiter, just an awesome, 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 awesome week. Chris Stewart, another great week as well. Three goals for Chris Stewart. Three goals for Niederreiter along the way. Niederreiter, just his value is off the charts. Um... Man, 12, 13, and 14th goal of the year. Nita Ryder as he continues to dominate. Chris Stewart, again, though, very good on that fourth line. Schrader with another nice pass to Stewart. The chemistry continuing to build. And then Pominville early in that third period, basically given a slam dunk off of a nice, off of a strong shot by Scandella. Corey Crawford can't handle it. And thank God, Jason Pominville finally <laughs> just getting control of the puck and putting it past Corey Crawford very quickly because you have to be quick, obviously, and Jason Pominville looking good there. Sixth goal of the season as he hadn't scored in about 14 games. And there you go. He he, he nets some more assists during the course of this week after, again, being called out by me and others all over the places. He's basically done, can't play anymore. Well, had a strong week and good for him. This game, the Wild, just uh, Devin Dubnik looked like the same guy as he's been all year. And great to see after a struggle, struggling performance from Darcy Camber. And nice to see the Wild defense get a lot more serious in this one. Because if you play slack-jawed like they did against Dallas, man, this team is screwed. Unfortunately, the slack-jawed performance would continue. But uh, we could celebrate for one night as the Wild take first place in the Central Division. And first place in the Western Conference as the, as the Wild defeat Chicago on national television on Sunday night. Awesome. And the Wild would maintain it despite losing to New Jersey and barely beating Arizona. Thank God, the Wild, as they have a couple more games in hand now. They're they're catching up to the Blackhawks, I should say. Um, They're only three games less than the Blackhawks played now and two points ahead of Chicago. Wild getting a little more busy in the schedule and, well, taking advantage and, and assuming the role as number one in the West. Gotta love that, without a doubt. Fun game in Chicago. Wild clamping things down. And escaping only two Patrick Kane goals. Only two. At least there wasn't a hat trick there, right? The New Jersey game. Just an example of a trap game and the fact how this this team against New Jersey has been a... It's been a struggle with this team pretty much forever. Uh, Forever. Uh, Corey Schneider's been good against them. Martin Brodeur's been good against them. Schneider very strong much earlier in the season. A 2-1 victory in New Jersey. Way back. Corey Schneider, great in that game. Devin Dubnik, great in that game, but unfortunately New Jersey able to get a late goal, and they were able to do it here again. Devin Dubnik giving up four goals in regulation on only 26 shots, but I'm telling you, the wild defense, again, slack-jawed, and turnovers and odd man rushes, New Jersey capitalizing on them. Um, Dubnik could have been better, though, in both of these games with uh, New Jersey and Phoenix. Excuse me, I keep calling them Phoenix. It's Arizona now. It's been Arizona for a few years. But lately, it's been happening. It's been happening. It's like what you'd always say about Corey Crawford. Shoot it high. Shoot it high. And that's basically what's been going on with New Jersey and Phoenix here. Shoot it high. And they've been going past Dubnik's shoulder time and time again. You get Dubnik down, and the, you get Dubnik, uh, Dubnik down, and he's pretty much screwed if you shoot it high, it seems like at this point. Hopefully Dubnik can make the proper adjustments in this one. Lord have mercy. Uh, now now the Wild are actually tied with Chicago as they won their most recent game. Unfortunately, 63 points apiece. And Chicago now has four four more games played than the Wild. So this literally 
<laughs> Literally updating here. Um, unfortunately, the Blackhawks win that one. Oh, the New Jersey game, it looked positive early, very early. Spurgeon, a spectacular play. This is actually late in the first period. The Wild kind of looking a little bit, eh, but at least the New Jersey Devils not scoring on Dubnik, that type of thing. The Wild unable to finish on Snyder. A couple of great saves along the way, but then off of Niederreiter's shot, which went in the air, Spurgeon making one of the plays of the year. And again, nice to see the defenseman crashing the net here, stepping up. He basically catches the puck in midair and then just literally baseballs it in like you're just practicing a little batting practice just dump just kind of nubbing the ball maybe to some maybe to an infielder or something for little league practice or, or whatever sixth grade whatever the heck it is and just puts it right past Schneider that way pretty awesome on the power play sixth goal of the season for him Jason Zucker attacking off of again a nice just a beautiful feed from Granlin I mean every time Granlin has the puck I get really excited I, I love Mikhail Granlin can you have you not noticed that I would hate to see him go to uh, Las Vegas, and i got to think the Wild will protect Grenlin. Zucker, we'll see. I don't want him to go either, the way he's been. I mean, just I, I don't ever want to see this line broken up via injury, trade, or, of course, uh, expansion draft. Uh, they got to keep this line together. It's, it's as good as it gets. Just gorgeous. They strike again here, of course, like I mentioned. Zucker getting one past Snyder. And that's the next thing you know, it's 2 nothing against New Jersey with about the midpoint of the game. But just a couple minutes later... The Wilds start to get slack shots, start to give up <laughs> rushes and such. New Jersey capitalizing on the power play after bad penalties there. Adam Henrique ties it up just like that in that third period. Eric Halla puts the Wild ahead. You got him in that. That made you feel a lot better. A Zach Parisi type of goal, basically. Halla getting very close, <laughs> very close with, <laughs> with uh, Corey Schneider. Finishing a co- uh, coil rebound. Uh, a coil finishing the rebound off of a coil shot, I should say. And then Palmieri and Bennett again getting it high past Dubnik. And the Wilds defense just caught sleeping again. Not completely sleeping, but at least for that split second, they just cannot clear the puck away on the Palmieri goal. And then Bennett again kind of left alone, given space. And Devin Dubnik beat high again, beat high again by Bo Bennett. And again, very frightening there when you see that. Hopefully this is not a trend here, and it's just a mirage. But four goals allowed by Dubnik in regulation. Again, the defense is a huge problem, but at the same time, if they can beat him high on a regular basis, boy, <laughs> that was a tell with Corey Crawford for a while, but the Blackhawks were able to overcome it with strong defense and, of course, scoring on the other end, denying the puck to the uh, the opponent, of course. So that's part of it, and that's one of the reasons the Wild have been so good. But luckily, uh, yeah, when you have Bruce Boudreau as coach, they will figure things out. They'll stop feeling sorry for themselves, literally, and just go out there and, and want it more. And that's what the Wild were able to do with Arizona, just barely, despite the fact Dubnik beat high again multiple times in this game. Thursday, January the 19th, 4-3 victory for the Wild. Thank God, as the Wild maintained first place for the moment. <laughs> Eric Stahl, oh man, Eric Stahl again. I mean, you see him on his own. And he, again, he lulls the Arizona goaltender to sleep. Domingue, in this case. Domingue, not that great, not that spectacular. Mike Smith sitting this one out against his <laughs> against his former cohort there in Arizona. We're glad to have him here. That's for damn sure. Stahl, the 16th goal of the year, leading the team in scoring without a doubt. Perlini left alone on a bad turnover. Shane Doan basically taking the puck away and... And a nice lead pass to Perlini. The 40-plus-year-old Shane Doan, the final 
Winnipeg Jet, the original Winnipeg Jets, uh, remaining in the NHL. He's the Mike Madonna of the Winnipeg Jets slash Dallas Stars, you know, that type of thing, you know, like, you know, Dallas Stars, Winnipeg Jets, North Stars, all that. You get the idea. I'm bouncing around there. But Perlini able to finish high again on Dubnik. High again on Dubnik. Uh, man, frustrating. Uh, Nino Niederreiter keeping the puck alive in the power play. It's just literally like, almost like Parisi, the way he went down and got it out to Koivu. Pominville able to be a part of things as well. And the Niederreiter off of a nice feed from Koivu to finish the job. 13th goal of the season. You gotta love that. Chris Stewart with a highlight level play. I mean, my goodness, in that second period after the Wild and his Arizona trade, some <laughs> physical play and some sloppy play as well. Arizona getting a few chances, but mostly this game, not the most fun brand of hockey, I'd have to say. Not a whole lot of shots on net, but at least there were a lot of shots blocked. Thank God. For the, from the Wild. Uh, Arizona blocking more shots, though, than the Wild in this one, which was frustrating, but it is what it is. They're a strong defensive team with their coach, despite the fact they gave up. They give up a lot of goals because, overall, they're just not a very good team. But at least they do play a defensive style. The Wild able to net four goals, thank God, in this one, despite the strong defense from Arizona on multiple occasions, able to capitalize on the mistakes from the... Arizona Coyotes, Chris Stewart left alone, nice little feed from Pominville, just kind of took off like a lead pass, Chris Stewart just going towards Domingue, fakes to the right, goes to the left, and wraps wraps around him, just a great play, like, like a triple D type of play, 10th goal of the year for Chris Stewart, a fourth line winger already with 10 goals in the midway point of the season, and Chris Stewart, again, a guy who scored 28 goals in the past. We always like to talk about that. He's, he's an ever-capable scorer in this league. And he is really taking advantage of the, the minutes he gets in that fourth line. And, wow, uh, gotta, love, gotta love what you're saying. Of course, Tomlinville moved back down to the fourth line with Jordan Schrader and Chris Stewart at this point. Um, uh, actually, Schrader was moved up. I, I apologize. Schrader was actually moved up. And then, of course, Grayvok never getting any points ever, it seems like, despite his strong physical play and, and occasional nice shot attempts and such. He'll, he'll, he'll get some attempts. He'll, he'll win some face-offs. But more or less, he's more of a physical type of guy who can take the puck away uh, and win the wall battles. And that's pretty much what Grayvok has been. Still only three goals in the season, but he's maintained his position in the NHL. I mean, heck, Niederreiter had one goal in 55 games with the New York Islanders, so I suppose the Wild can put that put up with uh, Graevok's lack of scoring at this stage. But when he does score, it's beautiful. <laughs> I forgot, though. Yes, uh, Schrader moved up to the, uh, to the third line and occasionally even on the first line as uh, Bruce Boudreaux continuing to shovel things around. Niederreiter put on the power play because of his strong play of late, and he was put on the power play again. Niederreiter, multiple power play goals in this game. After a couple of quick goals from Arizona, just about a minute apart, not even a minute apart, mistakes by the Wild. Again, more more just more lackadaisical play. It's like, ah, we're playing Arizona. We'll be fine. We'll beat these guys. Yeah, you beat them, but you can't can't mess around. These are still NHL players. They would kill the Gophers. They would kill the Gophers. They would kill Providence. They would kill Boston University. They're still NHL players. You can't just goof around. And, of course, the Wild know that. But, again, again, you just get too comfortable. And the frustration mounts for the, for the uh, Bruce Boudreaux in a game like this. You can only imagine the frustration. About, gosh, about 30 seconds apart, Arizona scoring multiple goals. One by McGinn, one by Shikrin. Um, unbelievable. Doan with multiple assists in this game. And, by the way, Pominville with three assists in this game. How crazy is that? 
Jason Pominville, three points, three assists in this game. Isn't that nice? So a guy, yeah, it's like you don't score very often, but hey, four points in in a, like a, in about a three games there. Spectacular. Uh, he got the goal against Chicago to finish things off, and then you get three assists. God, I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Pominville. He needs those points, and he really got them here. Again, with that, uh, the Niederreiter power play with about seven minutes remaining, eight minutes remaining in the game. That was a good one, without a doubt. Able to just finish the job. That's really what matters most. Another good pass from Granlund, uh, redirected by Niederreiter from a decent ways away. It was just a great redirect, kind of raising the puck in the air, basically, is what Niederreiter did on that one. And Granlund just finishing, just uh, getting yet another assist as he leads the team in assists. And Niederreiter, one of the leaders in scoring right now with 14 goals. Pominville luckily able to pick up the literally the hockey assist on this one because he was not the uh, the <laughs> you know he was not the final assister on the play. So cool able able to nail another point. Got to be happy for him there, but also again Niederreiter, just a strong week the whole week. Several shot attempts always around. Got a nose for that puck as we always like to say. A great week for Nino Niederreiter and nice to see him emerge and Bruce Boudreaux again rewarding Nino Niederreiter by having him out on the power play for his strong play. And take advantage of guys that are playing well, right place, right time, rather than just keep guys where they are. Just keep the Koivus, the Suiters, the Barizis on the power play, regardless if they're playing well or not. Instead, you see Granlin Niederreiter and even Pominville, Jason Pominville, who's been playing well, on the power play. Remember how Pominville used to be on it all the time, regardless if he hadn't scored in 20 games, he'd be on the power play. He'd be on the point. But now you're having him out there because he's playing well. And there you go. Look what happened. We won the hockey game because of wise coaching decisions. And that's what matters most right there while getting the victory. So let's pass out the awards here. The Mike McDonald Award for this week is Nino Niederreiter. Absolutely spectacular week. Honorable mention to Jason Pominville. Really happy with his performance over the course of the week. And, of course, Eric Stahl, who's just as good as it gets. And Chris Stewart, man, just so strong. I mean, all those guys, honorable mentions for the award. But we'll give it to Nino Niederreiter, an overall awesome week. And again, being rewarded by Coach Bruce Boudreaux. As for the Jane Shepard Memorial, the disappointment of the week, who do you think it is? I mean, it's Kemper, but it's also just lackadaisical play. You can't blame just the defenseman. You got to blame everybody right now. You got to blame everybody right now. And of course, Pominville, or excuse me, Pominville, uh, Jonas Brodeen, the broken finger in the New Jersey game. And then, of course, woohoo, who do you see? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course you see Nate Prosser out there. You don't see Mike Riley, but hey, you know, Mike Riley had played just had played the night before in Iowa, so you just give it time. I mean, Nate Prosser is, you know, he's a, he's a nice, strong, stay-at-home defense and very physical guy, but Mike Riley will see time with the NHL very soon, probably as soon as the Anaheim game today on Saturday. So there it is. Um, but James Shepard Memorial's got to be Darcy Kemper officially, as it's just he just struggles. He's not in position. He's not looking like an NHL goalie right now. He's looking like basically like the starting goalie, or you know like a Niemi Lennon on a Dallas right now. You know a team like that that uh, nobody's playing particularly well, or even Arizona, Luis Domingue and Mike Smith. Mike Smith's been playing better. Domingue's like meh, you know that type of deal. Um, that's kind of where Kemper. That's kind of what Kemper is right now. I mean, I don't think anybody's knocking on the door that wants to make a trade for Darcy Kemper. And that's too bad. I thought he was going to be a strong backup goalie in this league at a bare minimum who could maybe earn a starting job somewhere else or it would have been here if Dubnik wasn't acquired via trade. But it is what it is. Uh, 
Darcy Kemper not looking good right now. And, of course, the Wild need to eliminate these bad habits. It's been unbelievably frustrating. And we'll see, hopefully, hopefully Mike Riley can emerge and get some points at the NHL level. He's been mastering the AHL level, i got to say. One of the leading scorers for the Iowa Wild down there, hopefully now. After, you know, some slow moments down there, but, again, picking things up the past few months here down in Iowa, hopefully. Mike Riley will have a nice, strong tenure with the Wildest. He's got about a month opportunity to play at the NHL level here with Jonas Brodin, and then a decision will need to be made. Of course, Christian Folin brought up early this year due to injuries and uh, to Scandella, and then look at Folin ever since. He's just been fantastic, and you'd never want to get rid of him. So it is what it is. I mean, Scandella is going to stay. Uh, Spurgeon also having injuries at times, and of course, usually you see <laughs> when Spurgeon missed a couple of games, you also saw... You saw Olofsson for a brief moment. You saw, again, Mike Riley for brief moments in that case as well. And, of course, Follin's injury wasn't good either. That was a bummer. You saw a whole lot of Prosser during that time. <laughs> so it is what it is. We'll leave things alone now. We'll preview the next four games right after this. <laughs> Did you miss that little bumper song, Bubble Man from Mega Man 2? I, I did. I love it. And it's always been there, but uh, during the course of that winning streak, I had to keep the uh, Blades of Steel thing going. Like the, Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> Blades of Steel. Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, the Wild will be working overtime again this weekend. Saturday, Sunday. Like, say, you know, like if people that work a normal Monday through Friday type job, Saturday, Sunday. Again for the Wild. Third week in a row. So they're probably getting frustrated with that, right? No, not really. Uh, especially with all the weekdays off they'd been, they'd been having. Now the schedule's getting crammed together thanks to all that craziness. Saturday, January the 21st, the Minnesota Wild host the Anaheim Ducks. So Bruce Boudreaux's old club, we know already. Just a, just two weeks ago, the Wild played a very exquisite, exquisite, strong road game in Anaheim and won the game 2-1 to one after giving up four goals so many games in a row, four games in a row at that stage. Kemper one of them, three for Dubnik. Like, what the hell's going on? And then you get shut him down, 2-1. to one. Spectacular. John Gibson, great in net as well. And Bernier is a nice backup. I wouldn't mind having him as a uh, Kemper, but we'll see where things go with that. Of course, Anaheim Ducks, first place in the Pacific Division, which is kind of one of the rightful spots, I'd have to say. San Jose, Edmonton and Anaheim all competing for that. Calgary kind of hanging around at the bottom of the wild card race. And don't look now, the Vancouver Canucks three games above 500. They're only one point behind the Calgary Flames. Rut row. Here come the Vancouver Canucks, the team that we all basically saw you think is just going to be left for dead, like the poor Arizona Coyotes at this stage, 13 and 26 on the season. I thought they were a little closer to 500, but they are really dropping off the face of the earth. Anaheim has won four of their last five, including a 3 nothing win over the Arizona Coyotes. They have given up one goal or less in all five of the last five games. 4-1 to victory over Colorado. Of course, now the opponent's not that great until things get a little tiny bit more interesting in the middle here. 3 nothing over Arizona. They lose 2-1 to to St. Louis, San Luis. So I guess they did give up two goals there. What am I talking about? And then only one goal given up versus Tampa Bay. 2-1 to win. Over Ben Bishop and all those guys over there in Colorado. 2-1 to one victory over the Lanch. Again, not that great of a team, but still, they're winning the games they need to win. 
Jonathan Bernier. Goals against average, not that great, but I'd still take him over Kemper at this point. 2.82 goals against average, 7-3 and three on the season in front of a strong Anaheim team. I think it's known a little bit more for the defense, but they do have scores on that roster. Could a Silverberg, as good of a defenseman as there is in the league. Uh, 29 points on the season. Strong, strong defensive forwards, strong offensive forwards. Ryan Kessler, guy who drives you crazy. Ryan Getzloff, the Ryan, the Ryan's there. 34 points on the year for Getzloff, the top playmaker for that club. In a lot of ways, you could say he's the Grenlin. <laughs> as Grenlin has gotten good enough now, he's just pretty much at the same level as Getzloff, at least at the moment. And people would laugh at me in the past saying that, but he's playing great hockey, so who who's complaining here? Corey Perry, well-known name again, another playmaker for the Ducks, 33 points. Goals or points on the season. 33 goals. No, not quite that good. John Gibson, a great goalie. Just a, a great goalie. Three shutouts on the year. He's got eight overtime losses, which is kind of sad. He's been snake bit, but hopefully if the Wild go to overtime, we can take advantage of that and give him number nine. 2.26 goals against average. 19 and 10 on the season for the first place Anaheim Clucks. It's hunting season in... Excel Energy Center. This is the second of three three uh, three games against the Anaheim Ducks over the course of the season. The final game will be on Valentine's Day. Ooh, isn't that precious? February the fourteenth, at home in Excel Energy Center. And yes, you know what? I I I I, I got to say the whole hunting thing, the orange hat thing, has not been working. It's cool, cool. It's a nice idea, hunting out duck hunting and everything. Maybe we should move over to Super Mario and Duck Hunt type music. There's something like that instead because the luck level has not been good. No. Uh, Silverberg, day-to-day with an upper body injury. Clayton Stoner, guy we've forgotten all about because just he's, he's, he's always hurt. But, man, what a nice physical defense. And he was for the Wild years ago. Oh, unfortunately, though, he could get goaded into a, a stupid penalty on occasion. He's been on the injured reserve for quite a while with a lower body injury. Sounds like a knee to me, but I don't know. We'll leave that alone. Clayton Stoner, still not visible since November 17th. And Silverberg, day-to-day, but don't be surprised if he'll be available tomorrow on the 20, or today on the 21st. Today, Silverberg, day-to-day as of yesterday. We'll see. And if he's out, take advantage. The Wild need to take advantage and get the victory. <sighs> well, Devin Dubnik will be a net. Expect a stronger performance than four goals or three goals allowed versus Arizona or New Jersey. Stop screwing around. Um, let's shut down this this physical club. I'm going to go with a 3-2 victory for the Wild. They're going to give up two goals, and the Wild will find a way to score three on John Gibson, which would be quite an accomplishment considering how strong he was last time around. And if Bernie is in net, take advantage. Get the job done. 3-2 victory for the Wild. Most likely guy to score is going to be... See, it's like you want to think this is a trap game, but no, they had their trap games already. This is not a trap game. This is going to be a strong performance, in my humble opinion. Uh, the Wild will get the victory. 3-2, to two, most likely guy to score in the game. Should I go with Niederreiter, keep her going, or should I go with Jason Pominville to keep her going? Hmm. 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 I'm going to go with Nito Niederreiter, most likely guy to score against the Anaheim Ducks. 3-2 to two victory. I think the Wild will pull it out and get her done. Nashville, Sunday, January 22nd. Yet another Sunday game for these two clubs. This one is not on national television, but of course it will be on the good old FSN if you like it or you don't like it. The Wild have played awesome against this team so far this year. Uh, strong overall performances against <laughs> against uh, Renee. You had a close one not too long ago. They had to go to like had to go to overtime, but the Wild able to finish and then you had a real strong performance earlier than that. And for some reason, it's not showing, and I don't know why they're doing that. The Nashville Predators, though, very much in the playoff picture at this moment. Hopefully, the Wild can continue to beat this club. 
Ah, Pe- Pekka Rinne. You know, he's one of those inconsistent goalies. You know, when he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he can beat him pretty good. Uh, he's only got one shutout on the year. 2.35 goals against average, but a save percentage of about 92. Strong overall. Soros, though, in very limited action. I remember those numbers. 1.44 goals against average. He also is a shutout on the season. He's been spectacular in the nine games he's played. If you see Soros and Net, worry. Worry a little bit. Even though Pecorine is the big name and he's one of the better goalies out there, Watch out. Uh, another club. Another club that has won four out of their last five. So the Wild will be running into some pretty good teams here. This one scares me a little bit. Um, and I, I'm frightened as I'll get out at the fact that Darcy Kemper playing in this game. I, I really am. This one just reeks of a loss. Um, I don't think the Wild are going to lose to the Ducks because I do believe Devin Dubnik will be in net. With Kemper in net versus Nashville because of back-to-back, I think the Wild lose. <laughs> I think they do, and that sucks. Uh Again, I mean, another team playing really well right now. You got a 2-1 to victory over Boston, 3-2 over Colorado. Surprise, you beat Colorado. one nothing. Vancouver. Very good job by Vancouver. Shutting out Nashville. Not bad. Calgary, 4-3. to Kind of messy. Edmonton, 3-2. to So the old uh, the old Northwest Division there. <laughs> kind of coming back again. I, I, I kind of miss it, actually. I, I kind of miss Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, all that. You know, I kind of miss that. I do, which is crazy, just crazy sounding, I'm sure, to some people. Philip Forsberg has been stepping up after a uh, weak start to the season. Ryan Johansson, who was acquired last year, very strong so far for the Nashville Predators. Or was it the year before? I can't remember now. <laughs> but I remember Ryan Johansson was acquired not too long ago. Uh, 32 points in the season, leading the team in scoring as the Wild needed a center oh so bad. And he's doing the Grandland over there. Seven goals, 25 assists, top playmaker for Nashville, Pig Isoban, of course, still there, but he's missed time. No surprise there, I suppose. Seems like he always misses time. <laughs> he's missed quite a bit. Uh, multiple players on injured reserve. Granberg, Josie, Wilson, and Somaki, as of long, long ago with Somaki, way back in October 15th. The others during the course of January, though. Uh, Mike Ribeiro, the old Wiley veteran, former uh, Montreal Canadian and Dallas star, kind of still hanging on, still a decent, solid player. Mike Fisher had an had a... Pretty nice goal against the Wild last time around. Drove me a little crazy, but it was a good one. And there was almost nothing you could do about it. I don't like this game. I don't like it. I, I really don't. I'm thinking like 4-2. to two. I don't trust Darcy Kemper. And I think this might be the end for him. Uh, at least for a while. Um, he may be going down to Iowa and you'll be seeing Alex Daylock. And, you know, I believe in trends. I don't like them sometimes. And this one I don't like, of course, Darcy Kemper. I don't trust him. I think Nashville's going to win... Four to two over the Wild. Four to two. Uh, the most likely guy to score for Minnesota in this one. We'll go with Zach Grazer. He's really due. I mean, he's always there. He gets his shot attempts, but he's just not burying him. I think he will bury one against Nashville. But the Wild will lose four to two with Darcy Kemper in net. I, I just don't have a good feeling about this one. Four actually might be too high. We'll go. Yeah, I am going to go with four because Nashville's been playing very well. Um, and I, again, I don't trust Kemper. Maybe four to three. I think the Wild will score some goals against this club. But if Soros is in that, yikes, <laughs> Soros is in that, watch out. That will spell some serious doom for the Wild. Tuesday, January the 24th, the Wild head to Dallas, Texas again. And this time, Devin Dumnik will be in that. I think the Wild will win. I, I do. I think the Wild can beat these goalies. Ante Niemi, Kari Lettinen, none of them, neither of them are any good right now. They're struggling. Lettinen used to have the Wilds number. Even Niemi, again, with a nice, solid victory over the Wild last time around. I'd expect a lower-scoring game with these two teams, but will it be? 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, they've had a pretty high-scoring games for these two clubs the past couple times. It's going to be kind of fun to watch. Tuesday, January 14th. This one will be fun. Um, Tyler Sagan, of course, scoring an easy one last time around. Last Kemper. I don't think he's going to get his easy one with uh, Mr. Dubnik in net. That's going to be the good part. Maybe even Alex Stalock will be in net, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not counting on that happening right now. I think Dubnik will be in net. I think the Stars should be able to win the game against a struggling Dallas team. And, you know, weak goaltending, they, they score, but it seems like, that yeah, they have the top guys scoring, including Klingberg and such. It was one of the top defense, and we always talk about him. But there's a huge drop-off from Taylor... Uh, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn down to Spezza and Patrick Eves and Klingberg and all that. I think, again, the Wilds should be able to pull this one off. We'll go with a 3-2 victory over the Dallas Stars. Devin Numnick will be strong in net. Keep them down to only two goals. Most likely got to score. Are you ready? Let's just say it again. Eric Halla. And he's due. Yes, he had, he had a goal recently, but before that he'd been so quiet. But I think Halla will get his second goal in the past two weeks here. And, yeah, he needs to get those numbers up. He's struggled this year. Of course, with injury. I don't think it's Boudreaux and... and uh, I don't think it's Boudreaux's fault. Of course, nobody's going to make Hall better than uh, <laughs> John Torchetti. It seemed like those two are like a match made in heaven. But the Wild will win the game 3-2. to two. Eric Hall most likely got to score. Devin Dumnick should be able to stay, stable things a bit. And I think the Wild will at least score three goals against a struggling... Dallas defense. 3-2 to two victory. Regulation. Minnesota over the Dallas Stars. And we move into the final one. Another national television game against the St. Louis Blues. And I love the Wild on national television right now. And the Wild have had some decent success against, I mean, on national television, but now it's getting real good. And another statement game for the Wild to say, hey, we're better than the St. Louis Blues. We're better than the St. Louis Blues. Um, and we are <laughs> right now at the moment 12 points ahead of St. Louis, which not that long ago sounded unheard of. And really not that long ago, you saw St. Louis in first place tied with Chicago and the Wild about 10 points behind the St. Louis Blues. In fact, I remember not that long ago telling you the Wild were 10 points behind the St. Louis Blues. Amazing how things can change so dramatically in this league. And it is cool, man, to see. <laughs> to see the Wild turn things around to the point they have. Jake Allen not having a good season in net because he's not looking over his shoulder with uh, Brian Elliott anymore. In fact, there's really not a whole lot of goaltending going on with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Carter Hutton, not really any better, uh, obviously. Jake Allen, a goalie of the future, and he doesn't. And he has a save percentage under 90%. He has really struggled. Only one shutout on the year, 2.85 goals against average. And Carter Hutton, 2.8 goals against average. It's minutely better in that case, but save percentage minutely lower. Uh, 17 and 12 for Jake Allen. He's just good enough, I guess, to help the Blues win some games. And that's about it, thanks to the high-scoring capabilities of this club and the depth of this team. Paul Stansny finally staying healthy. Good for him. It's the last couple of years, he's been snake bit with injury. All these familiar names, all the way from Patrick Berlin, all the way up to Vladimir Tarasenko, 45 points in the season. He will score against the Wild because he always scores against the Wild. He's the Patrick Kane of the St. Louis Blues, without a doubt, and he's been a Patrick Kane against the Wild for the last three, four years. Um, this has been a struggle, St. Louis and Minnesota, over the course of this season. Uh, St. Louis has played better against them, and... They've been very strong, but uh, I, I feel a trend coming on. I think the Wild, again, would lose to Nashville this week, but I think the Wild will go 3-1 and one and defeat St. Louis 
on national television. I like the way the Wild have been playing of late. They had a 3-1 to victory over St. Louis during that strong run. Very strong, convincing victory. 3-1 to on December the 11th after losing 3-2 to very early in the year and then a shootout loss. Very, very frustrating after the Wild came back on the road on November the 26th. That was a heartbreaker. That was a little bit before, obviously, that big run by the Wild. We were all like wanting to break our hockey sticks if we had them at the time. If we were one of the players on the ice, you just want to smash your stick in that game. Wild unable to escape with the victory there. But I do think the Wild will win against this struggling uh, St. Louis team. For as good as they are, they should have a better record. But again, the net mining not been very good. They've been very inconsistent. Where the last couple of years you had Brian Elliott and Jake Allen kind of trade places. Elliott was usually pretty strong. The last year, I think Elliott struggled a bit and Allen had stepped up. Now Allen with a with a mediocre backup. Nothing going right now. They almost have a Dallas Stars type of goal, goalie tandem. But again, we, we won't go quite that far. Uh, the wild success rate against Jake Allen historically has been pretty damn good. I mean, even in losing, the wild at least managed two goals really early in the year. And that was when the offense struggled. We had three goals on the 26th. And then we kept, uh, we had three goals again on the 11th. The Wild will score at least three goals in Jake Allen. And I think that's all we're going to need. Three to two victory for the Wild. Devin Dubnik in that strong performance. I don't think it's going to be Alex Daylock on national television. Tarasenko will definitely score one of the goals. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk has just been fantastic all year like he always is. Alexander Steen, always oh so valuable. Jaden Schwartz, I mean, all these names have always been good. For this club, but the Wild will outshine the St. Louis Blues. And the most ugly guy to score for the Minnesota Wild will be uh, Jared Spurgeon. He's going to net his seventh goal of the year against the uh, against the Jake Allen-led uh, St. Louis Blues. I almost want to say Zach Parisi again, but I'll, I'll have him scoring against Nashville uh, this, this week. So there you go. And who, who knows? Hopefully he has multiple goals here. Hopefully he scores here. But I'm going to say the most ugly, likely guy to score against St. Louis, because he's had pretty good success against them in the past, is Jared Spurgeon. The Wild will win 3-2 uh, to two and go 3-1 and one this week. So there it is. Another strong week. The Wild will maintain first place in the Central Division of the Western Conference, and they will maintain their top seed in the Western Conference. So let's look around very briefly at the prospects in the system. Luke Coonan with Wisconsin. The Gophers will be playing them this weekend. 14 goals in only 18 games this year. 7 assists, 21 points. Strong for uh, the USA captain. Just uh, just a strong guy. What a leader. What a nice player. And he's leading that Wisconsin team very nicely under Tony Granato. Yeah, I'm very excited about the future of this guy. A natural goal scorer. And we, we need to get more and more of those. And again, he's good on both ends of the puck. Everybody loves the guy. <laughs> Dmitry Sokolov watch time for this guy to move to a higher level I mean you know it's like you're in double A in baseball That's this is maybe the equivalent of single A or double A something like that the OHL the Sudbury Wolves it's like you're down there and you got like and you got like 38 home runs in July you know and, and it's only July that's basically where we're at right now I mean really 33 goals 41 games 49 total points in 41 games for the Sudbury Wolves Okay, it's time to move up. I mean, again, that's like 38 home runs in July. You know, I mean, okay, bring him up and bring him up to something. Hope, uh, can't wait to see him with the Iowa Wild as soon as next year. I, I think he needs to be with the Iowa Wild. Hopefully that won't be a big shocker for him. That would be quite disappointing if that took place. Jordan Greenway, let's check in on Jordan Greenway out of Boston University. The guy everybody calls the beast, and he's basically the beast out there. Seven goals, eight assists, 21 points on the season. 
a better playmaker than a goal scorer, but a hell of a physical guy as well. Everybody loves him. He's a plus seven for Boston University. He's got more points than games played, just like Luke Coonan, a spectacular college player. And everybody says he's NHL ready for this this team. I mean, he's got he's got NHL ready. Uh, Louis Belpedio, Luis Belpedio, a defenseman. Was it playing for Miami University? He's a junior there. This is a name I'm going to bring up because he's been really strong. He had a couple of goals the past weekend. Uh, they've been talking about him lately some more. He was a third-round pick in 2014. He's emerging, and he's a defenseman, a high-scoring defenseman. 13 points in only 17 games. He's he's uh, really stepping it up down there. Uh, over there, I guess we'll say, east of here, Miami University. He might be an interesting prospect, and he will definitely be on the Iowa Wild, I think, sooner than later. Wouldn't be surprised to see him next fall on the Iowa Wild, and who knows? Luis Belpedo, Belpedio, pardon me. Luis Belpedio, he's only 5'10", another score. Maybe he'll be like a Jared Spurgeon at some point. He's only 20 years old, so definitely got his whole future ahead of him, and that's really cool to see uh, yet another one emerging in the college ranks at this stage. Let's look at Kirill Kaprizov. This guy is going to be a phenom in this league, and not everybody's talking about him like crazy. He's dominating over in Russia right now for a team name that I cannot pronounce. Ufa Salavat Yulayev. Okay, maybe I think I did get it. Maybe I did get it. 38 points so far in 48 games over there. Of course, Euro and Russian league. Very hard to have a sample size, but in that Olympic tournament, the way he dominated at the level he did, the, uh, the World Cup, whatever, um, World Juniors, pardon me, the way he dominated despite his small stature, kind of like a Steve Eiserman at 5'9", 185, only 19 years old. Very people very excited. Uh, fifth round pick for the Wild. Again, <laughs> dare I say it again, another reason why Mr. Fletcher still has his job, because he's been making some really, really nice picks the past couple of years. Let's talk about a couple more. <coughs> pardon me. Need to hit the dump button here. Throat getting dry here. Whew, okay, despite the fact it's all humid out there and the moisture and such. Uh, Timo Polkinen still leading the team in scoring, but he's missed a few games of late. Canon, one of the top guys. Okay, there we know. Alex Tuck still at 18. Olofsson adding an assist this past week. Lucia adding an assist. Olofsson at 17 points on the year. Lucia at 16 points on the year. Sam Anas adding a goal. Kind of like that. So Sam Anas playing a little bit better down there in Iowa. Thank God he's starting to pick it up. Uh, Christoph Burtsky has been really big. A couple goals and assists this past week. He was struggling for so long. Now he's at 15 points all of a sudden. 8 goals, 7 assists down at Iowa. And of course Mike Riley at the NHL level. Just like Jordan Schrader, Tyler Gravok and all that. And Joe Yule Eriksson back in Sweden. Um, nice to see the Lucias, the Olofsons. Picking it up of late. That's great to see. Riley had 15 points in only 29 games down in Iowa because he had seen some time up here and such. Not a whole lot of games, but he was just kind of there as insurance for a little while during some of the injuries. And Riley also missing a little bit of time with some injuries, just like Sam Anas and such. But nice to see Sam Anas, who'd been doing almost nothing down there at Iowa, starting to get comfortable, starting to get confident, keeping up with that higher level of play. Because the AHL is higher than college. It is. Uh, Sam Anas was a scoring machine at the college level. So with uh, Quinnipiac, a team I like a lot, actually. <laughs> you know, one of those rich little uh, New York schools over there. But whatever. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see them win than, than frickin' uh, North Dakota. So that's just how I am. I, do you really think I was cheering for North Dakota? I don't think so, man. <laughs> I'm a Gopher fan. I don't want North Dakota to win. Uh, Gabriel has been adding a couple goals as well this past week. He's had six goals in the season, but only one assist. 
So Curtis Gabriel, kind of like a Gravok down there, right? Kind of a big physical guy who'll score a little bit, but won't really set anybody up. I wish Gravok could add some assists. What the hell? <laughs> kind of funny how that's going. But nice to see Olofsson the last week adding an assist per week. So maybe he can get his numbers up as well. We'll let that continue to develop as it does. So that's pretty much it with the prospects and such. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Alex Tuck, again, like I said, at 18 points. Nothing added this past, this past week. But nice to see a couple of the, 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 the mid-level prospects at this stage. And in some cases, Samanas, he's like a dark horse. But again, nice to see a guy doing something down in Iowa. We'll see how he continues to develop. But uh, again, Lucia and Olofsson, important possibilities for the Wild in the not-too-distant future, i got to think. Bursky was a six-round pick a couple of years ago, but... He'd been struggling down at Iowa. Now he's picking it up. And that's, again, very encouraging. Now I'm repeating myself. Uh, there's the Twitter account, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild. Of course, all one word. And then for Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Please like and join that if you could. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, there is a phone line. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into Brave the Wild. Keep it from one to three minutes, and you're greatly welcome on this show. I would appreciate it also very much if you did jump on board. And then you have uh, the call now button for international callers out there, where it'll connect via the Facebook Messenger to the same phone line. won't cost you a penny because Facebook Messenger is free. You all know that very much at this point. Please, you're more than welcome to do that. And then there's the audio submission route, which you can use the voice recorder on your phone, and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, and you're right there, ready to rock and roll, and email it there. All, all the information will be in the show description, the phone line, the Twitter, the Facebook. Please do join things. Final thing, also, if you could, rate Brave the Wild on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating and write something you like about the show, maybe even something you want improved. You're more than welcome to do that. Don't give it one star. That's BS. This is not a one-star show. You know that. Don't give it two stars. That's BS. Three and up is more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> please do uh, help me out. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you again in advance. Please tell your friends about the show if you could as well. iTunes, Twist, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Double Twist is specifically for Android, Stitcher's for everything, and iTunes, of course, is Apple. Thank you again very much, and hopefully the Wild continue their winning ways.